1: This king is the one who is for her. In the travail of the woman, the Lion King will appear in Bethlehem.
2: That is Pastor Michael Oxetanko. This is Reaching Your Heart. The Lion King and the New Israel is the name of today's broadcast. We hope that you enjoy it. Don't forget it's available online at reachingyourheart.com. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Stay tuned at the end of today's broadcast. I'll have information on how you can attend the worship service in person if you would like. You can also attend anytime online at reachinghearts.org video. That's reachinghearts.org video. Today on Reaching Your Heart, we will bring you the conclusion to the Lion King, the new Israel. Today's is Reaching Your Heart, and here is Pastor Michael Oxentenco.
1: King Zedekiah watched Nebuchadnezzar kill all his sons in front of his eyes, and then the king put Zedekiah's eyes out so that that picture would be the last thing the last king of Judah ever saw. The last memory of sight for the last king, the failed king of Judah, was the death of every one of his sons. So who would come to fulfill the prophecy? Who would come to meet the holy oracle in time and space? Centuries passed and no king arose in Judah. The promise looked like it had been blown away by the winds of time and delay. But then at the appointed hour, a star appeared in the eastern sky. It led the Magi to the city of David in Bethlehem where they found a baby boy lying in a manger. A baby's cry broke the silence of the night that pointed to the light of a star that was rising in the east. Herod the Great feared the truth that a king was born in Bethlehem that would end his kingdom. He feared the truth that all kingdoms must bow to the Lion King. And so he struck down the male children of Bethlehem. But Jesus escaped to Egypt with Mary and Joseph. When Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he had been harassed and harangued by demons. He had been pursued by evil religious leaders. He had been ridiculed and mocked because of his humble origins. He had appeared from the line of David through an obscure person named Joseph, adopted in to the holy line, the son of David and the son of God. And as he faced the specter of the cross, he had this to say, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. It is time to crush the serpent's head. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself looking back to the promise of Jacob on his deathbed. To him shall be the obedience of the peoples. At the cross of Calvary, Jesus proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, friend, that he is the Lion King. Jacob's prophecy on his deathbed just before he died is fulfilled in the Lion King who died on the cross for every man and woman. The inscription in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew over the cross is timeless. Jesus, King of the Jews, the Lion King. Genesis 49, 9 and 10 again. Jesus, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, the one who is for her, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Judah was Jacob's son, but the Lion King is God's son, because the Lion King is the one who is for her. He had no earthly father, but only God is his father. The Lion King has no human father. The promise was not made to the man. It was not made to Adam. It was made to her, the one who is for her, who would rely on God to be his father, but would be a friend and fellowship partner, but more than this, a brother of humanity through the line of the woman. To him is the obedience of the peoples. This is the context for the one who appears in Revelation 5 to open the book with seven seals. If we don't understand this context, the drama of Revelation 5 makes no sense. It is not just any king who ascends the throne of the universe. It's not just any hero who takes the scroll from the one who sits upon the throne. It is the long-awaited Lion King who breaks death's door wide open, who appears in heaven's courts after the death, burial, and ascension of Jesus, who is in fact the embodiment of all the hopes that go back to the very first gospel promise. The one who is for her, the Lion King, is worthy. Revelation 5, verse 2 and I saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I wept much that no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Weep not low, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Root of David is conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals." Friend, when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, he earned the right. He earned the right to ascend the throne of the universe and to take the scroll from the hand of the one who sits upon the throne. I mean, you're not worthy and I'm not worthy. No angel, no strong angel is worthy enough. But the Lion King, he is the only being in the universe who has the credentials to rule the universe. But let's bring it down to our sphere to rule in every aspect of our lives. As soon as John sees a lion, John looks again, he sees a lamb. The lion has suddenly morphed into a lamb. The lion king is also a lamb that is a priest. Paradoxes mix in the picture he here sees. Revelation 5, 6, "...and between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns, with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth." And he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. John says, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. The Greek for the verb slain is a perfect passive participle indicating that the lamb had been slain and the effects were still evident of his death. That that something happened and the results have lingered into the present. That's what the verb indicates. In Robertson's word pictures of the Greek New Testament, this great Greek New Testament scholar and grammarian, he indicates that the grammatical construction points to a lamb that was slain but a lamb that is now alive and he still bears the marks of his suffering. Fresh wounds are implied as the aftermath of suffering in the Greek construction. This is a picture of Jesus at the ascension, standing before the Father with the open wounds that had not yet become scars, and the fresh wounds of his sacrifice still red from suffering. In the picture, the Lamb is not dead, but he is alive. He is standing, but he has been slain. It is evident from the picture. The verb may also indicate that Jesus' suffering is not completely over in the past, but in some way it goes on into the future. The perfect verb indicates a sacrifice that is, yes, finished, but somehow the wounds are fresh and perhaps eternal they remain. The lamb is a priest because he stands before God's throne. He is a sacrifice because he is a lamb. And what happened to him as the lamb qualifies him to be a priest forever. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is a priest and king after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a priest and king. There he stands in the presence of the Father. The lion of the tribe of Judah is a king. The lamb is both the sacrificed and the Melchizedek priest who stands before God alive. And he takes the scroll with seven seals from the hand of God at the right hand of God upon his throne. I'm telling you, this was the most dramatic event in the history of the universe. The future had been locked down. There was no hope for angels or for men in terms of eternity unless a hero arose who could turn back the tide of evil and could shape the future into a glorious path of providence. The Bible teaches that Jesus is all sufficient for every single need of your life because he is the Lion King. When you feel whipped around by forces out of your control, friend, Jesus is the Lion King that roars back at the enemy. When you feel the hand of hell heavy on your back and it weighs heavy on your heart, friend, Christ has authority to command the demons to flee because he is the Lion King. And when your power is spent, you find yourself confused in the darkness of personal weakness and failure. When you have let God down and there is not authority inside of you, Christ has authority to make blind eyes see. Christ has authority to raise the life up and place it before God with acceptance. And when your ship seems ready to sink... And the hole is deep and wide in the boat of life. And the waves are coming in. Friend, Jesus has authority to stand up and calm a troubled sea because he is the Lion King. And when you fall down and you fear that God will forsake you because you fail, when the specter of your own sin threatens to separate you from God, if you have faith in him, Jesus has authority to make you free and to make you stand in the presence of God with no fear because Jesus is the Lion King. Friend, the Lion King has earned the right to have authority in your life over every weakness, every temptation, every failure, and every feeling of self-condemnation. The Lion King is worthy to take the scroll, to open it up, and to show you a future for your life that is yet to be. Friend, that God is not looking... For you to rule in your life, God is not looking for you to get good enough at being good. You can't defeat the ancient snake on your own. God is looking at the lamb who is a lion king. And the lion king has earned the right to save anyone and everyone who comes to God through him. That is the gospel that we see in Revelation 5. You don't need any leader in your life but Jesus Christ, who is the lion king. And when you have Jesus Christ, your life is not a book closed. The Seven Seals, it's an open book with a certain future. Friend, if you have Jesus Christ, your life becomes part of his life. And your life matters because Jesus' death and resurrection and priestly life matter to God. Suddenly, heaven is astir. A new song pours from lips that have never sinned but could have sinned had not the Lion King opened the scroll with seven seals. A new tune is put to words to describe what never before in the history of the universe had been seen. That never before it happened a hero has arisen who has changed the course of the universe's future. And so the song pours forth, the lion has earned the right to be a king. And the question is answered at last, what will his kingdom be? And who will be the people of the lion king? Look at Revelation 5 verse 8. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp with golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Worthy, and they sing a new song saying, Worthy art thou to take the scroll and to open its seals, for thou wast slain, and by thy blood didst ransom men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and hast made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Now this is not a picture of the end of the world at all. It's a picture of the beginning of the apostolic age when Christ ascended to the presence of God to take the scroll from the hand of God. The reign of the Lion King begins in history, not at the end of history. His rule over the people of God precedes his rule over the world as a universal kingdom. The song is introduced because the Lamb has just ransomed the human race back to God. Verse 9 is very specific. He ransomed people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Now the question might be asked, will there be people saved from every nation on the face of earth? And the answer is yes. The love of God, the power of God in Christ will reach into every family line of Adam and save a sample of or one or two or many from every family on the face of earth. There is no longer one group that is the people of God as a result of the victory of Christ. Because of the cross of Christ, every single person has been ransomed back to God and they have a right to be a part of God's kingdom. The Lion King is the one who has the right to bring an end to war because he loves all the peoples of the earth who live at war. The Lion King is the one who has the right to create a different kind of kingdom in your life. Jacob said to him, will the obedience of the peoples be? Friend, there's absolutely no place for racism in the Christian church based on these verses. Did you hear me? There's no place for it. Christ died for every single person in the history of the world He died for all the ethnic groups of humanity. And he died for the future of the world. The atonement is universal. Christ died for the rich and poor alike. He died for the beautiful and the ugly too. He died for the ethnically despised and those who despise them. He died to change the hearts of men and women to become a different kind of kingdom. The church is a new Israel, dear heart. An Israel that is made up of every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. And because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is a new Israel that is no longer defined by ethnicity. If you belong to the Lion King, you belong to the new Israel of the church. Now there's a theory of prophecy going around out there that's relatively new in the history of the Christian church. And that is that the people of promise are limited to ethnic Israel. And that the prophecies that point to Israel in the New Testament and the book of Revelation are only concerning the ethnic people of Israel descended from Abraham. Now, they're included in the promise because Christ died for everyone, right?
2: Let's continue now with Pastor Michael oxen in today's Reaching Your Heart.
1: Now, they're included in the promise because Christ died for everyone, right? But if you limit Israel to that, if the new Israel under the new king is just that then God has excluded the vast majority of the human race from his eternal plan. There's no such thing going on in the book of Revelation. Revelation 5.10, Thou hast made them a kingdom, meaning all the nations of the earth, and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. A new kingdom was constituted because of the victory of Jesus Christ. Friend, before Jesus comes in the glory of his kingdom, Christ has a kingdom on earth that reigns right here and now every day until the last day. The rule and authority of Jesus Christ is here already within the church that obeys him by faith. The people of God are more than just a family of faith that gathers once a week as secondary citizens of eternity. Hear someone preach a sermon that doesn't matter. The church of Jesus Christ, friend, is the new kingdom that belongs to the Lion King. Christ rules through them and for them, and Jesus manifests his power in the world through the church that he gave his own blood to secure There is no place to believe that the church is a silent force that sits on a stool and does nothing. It is is an extension of the authority of the Lion King. If you worship the Lion King, there must be a little bit of a lion in you too. It's okay to roar every now and then. The people of God are more than just a family of faith. They are servants of the Lion King. There is no place to believe that the church is a silent force. It must have a roar in the world for the sake of Jesus Christ. Revelation five ten is an allusion to the text in the Old Testament describes the Israel as a holy nation. The context indicates that the Christian church has taken the place of ancient Israel as the new Israel. Exodus nineteen verse five. Now therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my own possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine. Now God is speaking about Sinai to ancient Israel. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you are to speak to the children of Israel. Now in the Old Testament, this this was spoken to ethnic Israel. But in the New Testament, something morphs here. The New Israel is universal and multi-ethnic. Old Israel has surrendered to a new that is far greater. The last time I checked, based on all this, Jesus didn't die for just one group of people, right? He died for his people, true enough. True enough. But he didn't just die for one group of people. Jesus died for everyone in every nation, everywhere that needs him. The last time I checked, Jesus is not a polygamist either. There is no such thing as two brides in the book of Revelation. The Christian church and ethnic Israel are not two separate peoples of God after the cross of Christ. They are one if they are in Christ by faith. The New Testament Church is made up of ethnic Israel that loves him and all peoples who are baptized into him. The Israel of God in prophecy is the church that is faithful to Jesus Christ. First Peter two verse nine, Peter here speaking to new Gentile believers who are baptized into Jesus. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Galatians 3.26, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. You cannot take the prophecies of Revelation that apply to the Christian church as the new Israel and apply them to an ethnic group in Palestine and get the prophecy right. And so we find here that what, what is necessary to understand the 144,000, the Israel of God and Bible prophecy is given to us right here in Revelation 5. The Israel of God in prophecy is the church that is faithful to Jesus Christ and the cross of Christ, obedient to his law by faith. The Lion King friend is Jesus, and the obedience of the peoples belong to him. The most quoted verse in the New Testament comes from Psalms 110, verse 1. Psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your foes. God promised the woman in Eden that Jesus would come and crush the serpent's head. Verse 1 says, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Christ, as the Lion King, will rule history till the end of time, and he will eventually crush his enemies under his foot to fulfill the first promise given to Eve. The book of Revelation begins with the truth that history is not out of control. Christ is the Lion King who holds the scepter in his hand. And the scepter is an open book that no longer has seven seals. It's a book of promise. It's the book of covenant. It's the book of hope for the future if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And Jesus will rule through the church in the coming ages to manifest his will and glory. The glory of God in the earth through the church till the last day. The rest of Revelation 5 is a symphony of praise from heaven and earth They unite in loud tones to proclaim that God and the Lamb will reign forever. Revelation 5.13, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all therein saying, To him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. When you stand in the presence of the hero, You can't keep on standing. When you see that the Lion King is a wounded lamb that was slain to ransom you back to God, you know in your heart that you can't stand anymore. If you have not made Jesus your king, if you have not yet bowed down and thrown your crown at his feet and given your heart away, you need to know that that is what is necessary to be a part of the Lion King's kingdom. You need to bow down and worship the one who bought you back for God, and the one who brought you back to God. It is true that Jesus is a lamb, gentle and kind, but never forget that the lamb is a lion, fierce and strong, and the lion roars. Jesus has earned the right, by the cross of Calvary, to become the lion king in your life. Is that not true? Let him rule. It made international news in 2005. A 12-year-old girl was kidnapped in Ethiopia with the intention that she would be forced into marriage. That's another way of saying that this little girl would lose her childhood at the hands of evil men. They held the little girl for seven days, and they kept on beating her and abusing her. It's a fact. It was horrible. They kept on mistreating her until something in the brush heard her cry for help. These criminals planned to rape and beat that little girl until she agreed to marry under duress. But something in the brush heard the child's cry for help. Something in the brush cared for more than just a lion cub. Suddenly a strong lion appeared from nowhere, followed by another and another, and they started moving toward the men who did the crime. No one knows where they went with the lions that day, because those men disappeared. They have not been found. The official report says they were chased off. I have a suspicion they were eaten. No one really knows, but one thing is for sure, that little girl was found on June 9 in 2005 being guarded by lions. Nothing like this had ever appeared in the recorded history of the world. Here was a little girl crying in a circle surrounded by lions, crying for a family. She was surrounded by the lions who had saved her life. The lions guarded her until help came. The police arrived and her family took her away. The police sergeant had this to say, They stood guard until we found her. And then they just let her go like a gift, and they went back into the forest. They gave her back to us. It's been speculated that they didn't harm that little girl because she was crying, and crying must have triggered the instincts that would cause a lion to protect a cub. I think that's silly. A lion will kill the cubs of a different pride. A lion will kill those cubs. That didn't happen here. I don't think that's what happened that day. The lion of the tribe of Judah I believe, heard the cry of one of his children in Ethiopia. And he sent the lions to guard her until her rescuers found her. It is an illustration that no cry goes unanswered if it reaches out to God. And the lion of the tribe of Judah stands before God with the open book that no longer has seven seals, can open up a page here or there and give hope to you in your life that can overcome the difficulties of life, that can save you from the enemies that assault you. Friend, we need a Savior who's more than a lamb every day of our life. We need a lion king who is a lamb. And one day the lion king will return and he will destroy the wild beasts of the book of Revelation that make war on his people. And the lion of the tribe of Judah will roar on the last day. And all God's children who cry for help, all God's children who call on his name, will be freed. Everyone who belongs to the lion king.
2: That will conclude today's Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxenko. It was entitled, The Lion King and the New King of Israel. Today's Reaching Your Heart. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. That address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland.